previously on Knucklebones. Blythe's uncoverers of truths, treasures, and such finally met Pops, a fairly helpful gnomish fellow who, unsurprisingly, took to Babitha very quickly, much to Blep's chagrin. His hideout in the sewer system of Kresha is home to dozens of people, mostly children, working together to try and make a better life for each other. As it turns out, Tanya and Ham, two young members of Pop's troop, saw the meteor fall and know where it landed. Ham tells Galtier to climb down Kresha Dome, look for the tree growing out of the rock, cut right, and head into the woods about half a mile. Meanwhile, Babitha and Pops have an enchanting romantic dinner of the finest bread and butter in, in Kresha in Pop's private quarters, where Pops and Babitha find themselves enamored. Pops offers to help speed up the journey to Kresha Dome, but only if Babs and the group can make a sizable donation to the home. Ultimately, however, the Butts opt to finish their business with Mayor Sherrington before leaving town. And let's not forget the strange book that Blep gives Babitha. What has Blep been up to? Upon exiting the sewers in the morning, the group finds themselves face to face with Sturg and Gurk, along with their friends, another two-headed direwolf and a two-headed Etten. Bone boys, Scalades, osteo NBs, trans taluses, chitin kids, and all the cartilaginous folks in between. Welcome back to Knucklebones. Give me them butts. Get the fuck, fuck out of here! here. <laughs> what do you fucking want from me, dude? What do you want from me? To get it right? <laughs> what are you expecting here? I took no notes no last notes. episode, uh, which I'm kind of annoyed. So, anyways, butts, 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 knuckles and butts, knuckles and butts. Guys, can I tell Wait, you what hold happened on. I just want to. I just want to point out that Nick's <laughs> Nick's explanation. No time uh, to breathe. It presumes a universe wherein this is the Knuckle Butts podcast, which feels like it's about something else entirely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think that his. I mean, I think that your your Nucks mm, butts uh, doesn't sound <laughs> quite the way you intend it to when you say. It's like it when somebody quickly. takes two words and tries uh, to make something out of it. Like nuts and butts and nuts and butts and nuts and butts. Yeah. Except it just sounds nux bad. Nuts and butts and nuts and butts. Yeah. Get it? No, we've got nuts and butts all up in this son yeah. of a gun. <laughs> so, Michael, what happened to you yesterday? Well, guys, I uh, I emerged like a beautiful hot pink colored butterfly from quarantine yesterday. Uh, it was my two week anniversary, and therefore I uh, can be released upon the world. And so I went to a, an event, a small mm-hmm. event of uh, vaccinated people. Um, almost exclusively over the age of 65. Um, oh, thrilling. Those would be considered the young <laughs> there folks. There's nuts and butts all over uh, the place. Yeah, so it was, uh, you know, I was I was the youngest one there, uh, doing a lot of, like, last-minute technical issues, you know, seeing all the things I could have done differently in the video production. However, uh, in one of my very first public outings and first ex- you know, uh, exchanges with another human being that I don't live with and uh, you chuckle fucks. Uh, hey, 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 hey. Had, uh, it's knuckle fucks. Sorry, knuckle fucks. <laughs> chuckle knucks? I don't know. Uh, extend her, her, her 
shake it with lady hands and rake it through my styled curly hair and tell me how knuckly arthritic fingers and, and <laughs> I'm out bye and uh, and she said to me in, in all genuineness and seriousness and, and kindness I wish my hair was this soft it's just it's so soft it's like my alpaca. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I haven't felt your hair, but I, I mean, like, I have felt an alpaca. So I don't know not, if that's the is that the compliment I mean, that she thought it was. Well, I can tell you that a she loves her. I don't alpacas, know that I've ever touched an alpaca. And b whether or not it was a good compliment, it was a very on-brand compliment for me, and so. Uh, I just immediately <laughs> not sure what that forgave means. her of the inappropriate hair touching, and uh, and just said, "That's so sweet. Thank you. Thank you for comparing <laughs> me to a to an animal that's known for spitting on people." Oh no, no, that's llamas. Alpacas aren't they, don't aren't they just llamas from like a slightly different place? Don't don't let anybody tell you otherwise either, Matt. You live your truth, dude. <laughs> you live your truth. I thought alpacas were they're, basically they're the like the same damn things, man. They were like the, they're like llamas, but two thousand feet higher. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're just cold llamas. They're llamas with a. I coat. want to peel they're back the curtain llamas. on our no. very professional podcast that we do here. And Michael, you had mentioned that you were going to no. tell us a, a story with inappropriate touching and you had said it in a very um sort of nonchalant normal <laughs> story sort of way and then when you hit us with ran her fingers through my hair uh that's like a lot yep, more than it. like a reach out and touch which is already bad but like <laughs> fingers through the hair is like, also that's that's intimate i mean yeah i mean it's like the hair is like resting in one hand it right wasn't while the other hand kind of like goes it, oh, it was i didn't hand realize there. this was a two-handed oh, situation was double fisted oh god yeah you're telling me you're telling me 30 knucks 30 is that true is she hit 20? my hair with 30 knucks oh fuck thumbs only have two right <laughs> Fuck. 28. Guys, look. Hey, 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 audience. Quick, let's um, everybody you know, on behalf of the oh my uh, National oh my Knuckle God. Association, I just want to apologize for miscounting the amount of knuckles. Um, it's my bad. On behalf of the National Knuckle Association, we formally accept your apology and ask that you do tattoo your knuckles with something. In the spirit of who we are as people and as as a podcast, as a show, I think that it's only fair that we get an accurate and educational informative number on how many knuckles are there actually that way everybody doesn't have to count when you say how many are there actually like um, is that is that like total like am i supposed to know how many like how many people there are and then like <laughs> do, do, do all primates count what about like a kinkajou well yeah any yeah like any, anybody anybody know? can count their hand does the little does a little bit right there does that count as a knuckle that's one two three right yeah, I thought it was three. That's why I said 30, and then I forgot about how thumbs work. Like a dumbass. Yeah. 30 works. So technically, you <laughs> could have brass knuckles that are just really thin, and they go over the, the little bit, and oh, you, like, backhand dude, people. Dolphier has backhanding brass knuckles for sure. For backhanding sure. Backhanding brass knuckles. And they're not brass. Yeah. They're, like, 
fucking platinum or something, they're like real obnoxious. Oh yeah, <laughs> vibranium. But no, not a metal that's good for hitting things with. Just a metal that's very expensive. A, a really, a really, really <laughs> right. soft metal. That's just hard to mine. That's yeah. that's it. It's it's one big pearl that they've carefully drilled four holes in, and he just gets the tips of his fingers in. Oh god. God, this sound this started sounding fun and now it just sounds like torture. Yeah. Like that is something Welcome that they the would do ages, to you in bud. the dungeons. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This sounds horrible. I don't want anything to do with it. I mean <laughs> So this episode on Knuckle Bones. <laughs> Brought to you by Weird Finger Jewelry. You're welcome for all of the educational content. Brought to you by my Etsy <laughs> yeah. store. We could have said rings, but we didn't for legal reasons. <laughs> uh yeah, okay, let's move on. How about legalities aside and all that? We have a fight in front of us, it looks like. Yes, I think you're wrong, Nick. I think you're misremembering. We already defeated those guys. Remember last time? I'm about to fight you, is what I was talking about. I'll throw down, baby. Let's go. We we completed a short rest, right? You completed, in fact, a long rest in the... Oh, yeah, uh, long rest. In the, the sewer hideout. You guys ready to dive back into the world of Crescia? Because we're about to, so get I over mean, it. Ready? Like, like psychologically, or you got your character sheets. You've got your dice. You've you got guys have character sheets. Hold on to your butt. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on to your butts for a minute. Let's get into this, guys. I don't get very sentimental very often, but sitting here sipping on my Hawaiian punch, eating my fruit snacks with my friends, feeling pretty good. Your gallbladder is literally a stone. <laughs> but I feel fine right now. Standing in the middle of the street, a goblin mounted on a mutated two-headed direwolf slowly unsheathes his short sword, smiling at the three of you. Well, looky what we have here. The other direwolf snarls. <laughs> in your direction as it finishes peeing on an old barrel that maybe kept a small group of huddled people warm last night. A malnourished Etten brandishes a length of lead pipe and it simply grunts in your direction. The street's wide, but not wide enough to get by. It's riddled with garbage on both sides, and there's a man who is sleeping on the sidewalk under a thin blanket who sits up and leans on the corner of one of these dilapidated Crescent buildings. You can see just a block up is the turn leading to the romp house. Casually, an echo strolls towards the Etten, disappearing in a small cloudburst as it comes into contact. The homeless man on the corner shouts, Street fight! Roll them bones. Street fight! <laughs> Ooh, that is lay bad. Say 13 for Babitha and Black. Uh, Gautier, roll these six. Hold on. What? Don't ask and say, hold on. Come on. Liza got the fucking 11. So, uh, first things first, I don't know if we cleared it up previously. Um, Did you guys bring Thelma with you guys out of um, the sewer hideout, or did you guys leave her behind? That's something that we need to clear up right off the bat. 
For sure. I thought we were leaving her with the kids because we were going to the mayor and we didn't want to show that we had any relations. Yeah, that's fine. I just wasn't sure what the what her status was, if she needed to roll or uh, or what. So your old buddy Sturg mounted on his mutated two headed dire wolf plunges his fist into the fur, smacks the wolf on the side of the head and they lunge towards you. Gaultier, you are the one that intimidated him so terribly previously. He's coming for you this time. Now that he's got his crew with him, he's looking at you, buddy boy. He draws his short sword, sprinting at you. And he's going to roll to hit you. Is that cool? Too bad. What if I say no? I already said too bad. Does a 16 hit Gaultier? Hell no. I don't think so. Dang, he's going to die. So, that in mind, he is going to move past you. Move in, go to strike, and then retreat away from you. And he's going to run back towards one of these piles of trash that's sort of on the sidewalk. Kind of a kind of a, a blow and go movement. You're as cowardly as you are. Do I get uh, an attack of opportunity from him leaving? You do not. He has an ability that allows him to get away. Uh, as a bonus action, he can disengage. Babitha, you're up next. Can you just lay out for me a little bit better uh, mentally? So he's he has retreated, you said, back towards this trash. Where is he in relation to the other direwolf? Uh, bound goblin and yeah good question so he was in the middle of the street came in to attack Gaultier and then he retreated back off to from your guys's perspective to the left where the other dire wolf was just peeing on this barrel so him and the other dire dire wolf are right next to each other and the Etten is sort of um, sort of in the middle of the street directly in front of you guys Um, he was initially behind Sturgeon Gurk great Uh, so Tabitha is going to crack her knuckles and waggle her fingers menacingly and go, babbity rabbity! And a 10-foot square uh, (laughs) slick of grease appears beneath the two dire wolves. Oh, no. uh, And potentially the Etten, if he is within range. What's the radius? Tabitha, love, it happened Uh, again. Are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, a slick of grease covers the ground in a 10-foot square, uh, centered on a point within range, and turns it into difficult terrain for the duration. So, uh, because the grease has just appeared, each creature standing in its area, so definitely the two dire wolves and possibly the Etten if he's within 10 feet, all need to uh, make a dexterity saving throw or fall prone. And uh, if a creature enters the area or ends its turn there, it also must succeed on a dexterity throw oh, or fall prone. The Etten is going to be just outside of that, but you will get both of the dire wolves. Okay. Ooh. And just make in your mind make a mental note in case the Etten walks into it yep if he if he moves uh remind me i will try to remember but try also to remind me one of them um the dire wolf who has no mounted combatant manages to keep his feet as the grease appears under him however sturg and gurk fall over and they are both covered in grease and sturg is no longer mounted on gurk Ahaha, ah. you've done well, my young Padawan. Fucking nice. 
And so now everybody <laughs> go after him while he's prone with Ed Yeah, no joke. Blep. Blep uh, sees Sturg and Girk slipping and sliding on the grief. Yeah, lets out a croaky little chuckle and sends out an eldritch blast. It's got to connect. And what would we do without Blep? Blep is a savage, I'm telling you. That's a 15, but I'm rolling to see if I get higher. It's a 12. So 15 plus 3, so that's 18 Against to hit. Sturg the goblin? Yes. Hit. He's gonna take one d10 force damage. <laughs> that is six points of force damage, and that's his turn. I love it. I love it so much. I'll tell you that much. Also, quick thing. Uh, I know we're we're in the heat of battle here, and it's a little bit intense. Uh, can Liza and Galtian make perception checks real quick? Uh, yes, we can. I think they have the capabilities. Ooh, hey, not great. <laughs> uh, that's a seven for Galtian. That's a nine <laughs> for Liza. Never mind. Carry on. I will add to that. Um, despite your atrocious rolls, you do see. Uh, on the sidewalks now, coming around a couple of corners, like you guys see a person or two peeking their head around and stepping out onto the sidewalk on the far side of this fight, um, kind of behind where you guys would be actively looking. Uh, people kind of curiously poking their head around and then stepping out. It is the wolf's turn. He is standing in the grease and he is going to make. Needs to make a dexterity. Oh, thank you. See, Save. I already forgot. I forget things very easily. What is the DC of this check? I think it's enters 13. the area or ends their turn, right? Oh, you're right. You're right. Ha <laughs> ha. He's going to flee the greasy area, I think. The wolf is going to actually go for Blep, seeing his dangerous, dangerous Eldritch Blast <laughs> smash his buddy. He's going to sprint in towards Blep and make a chomp attack. Make a chomp, a chomp attack? He's, he's going to make a chomp, chomp attack. Nine to hit. Oh, man. He's got two chomp attacks, and he missed both of them. That's pretty rough. Um, the second one is 11 to hit against Blep. Nope. One of these days, one of my bad guys will do something cool. Today, however, is not that day. Eat Blep's cloaca. <laughs> <laughs> Liza, it's your turn. Um, you have a wolf in probably within five feet of you as it's attacking Blep. You have a wolf about 15, 20 feet farther up into the left and an Etten brandishing a lead pipe in the middle of the street. Okay. Liza is going to just turn really quick to Blep and just go, little one, kill them. And then just like wink and run away. Bardic inspiration to Blep. And I will say, a additional feature due to Tasha's, if Blep uses Eldritch Blast, you can use the Bardic Inspiration as damage uh, oh, rather than cool. a, yeah, so. That's huge. How did Blep become your guys's like, tank? <laughs> Listen, 
Because <laughs> Galtier Lutz is an tried. amazing creature, <laughs> and you will begin to respect him. To be honest, I'm more threatened as, as like, a GM. I'm more threatened by Plep than any of you guys. Like, he... Plep kills, man. Yes, Galtier he does. Galtier talks his way out of everything. Plep just... Plep just blasts him to death. Liza, what do you do? So, uh, I, I did my bardic inspiration to blep and now they have a d6 to add to anything they want including a uh spell and then i am going to run i'm gonna say about 20 to 25 feet away from the wolf unless or the yeah the dire wolf unless i think i'm going to get an, an, an attack of opportunity you will if you try to run away from him well, then I might... Can you oh, disengage? Shit, already... Or is giving me your bardic inspiration your action? Yeah, so giving my bardic inspiration is my bonus action, so that means I could take a disengage action. I can't do my I... disengage bonus action. Uh... Am I within five feet of Liza? I think probably, yes. Go for it, dude. I got you. Okay, I will. I am going to run about 15 feet back. Uh, actually, I'm going to run directly towards the Etten carrying the pipe. Nice. Don't walk into the grease. Right into, yeah, the, so the grease is just on the far side and a little to the left. If you skirted around him, you would be pretty much in the grease at that point. But if you're in front of him, you're fine. Okay. Um, I am going to whip out my drum and... <laughs> when in doubt, whip it out. Got me a rock and roll band. It's a free-for-all. With Liza, you never know. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm going to whip out the drum and just really, really lightly do a really like rhythmic kind of tap on the drum. And as that is happening, I'm going to cast Command on the Etten. Sick. Okay. I am going to tell them to, ooh, I'm going to say betray and point at uh, Sturg. Oh my gosh. You know what? I want you to just right now just take 500 experience points. Hey, that is okay. That is a brilliant play. Blep who? You know? <laughs> Blep who? You're pointing you're pointing oh, at the goblin? Uh yeah, I'm I'm basically I'm going to be making eye contact and just slap that uh drum <laughs> so one good. time just real loud just to like get everybody silent, and then just really passionately betray. Yes. And then point at, oh, the, so uh, Fuck yes. at their partner. So. This is a charm charm effect? Correct. Okay. And it is a wisdom saving throw 13. Not their best save. They got a roll with advantage, got a 12. Yes! Fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yes! <laughs> So good. Yes, so yes, good. yes, yes, Hell yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Liza saving the fucking day. So that effect will come into play on his turn, correct? Or immediately? It just says the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or follow the command on its next turn. Okay, it's only okay. for one round. I am so into this. Max, did, did you actually move? I moved uh, about, I think about 15, 20 feet. Yep, that sounds about right. Okay, I am so into this. It is the Etten's turn right now and yes. he fails his save he, he looks over you see one of his heads look over and then the other head looks at you 
and then it looks back over at Sturg on the ground in the grease. It looks back at you as its body starts to walk towards him. It's almost like one of the heads isn't buying this, but it can't control anything. And it steps up into the grease where it has to make a save. Is that right? That's correct. A dexterity saving throw, dexterity. please. He got a uh, nine on his dexterity save. So he uh, slips and falls prone. Okay, so I'm, I'm still going to let this play out because I love this. He's moving into this grease and he steps into the grease, slips down onto the ground prone. And he's still while on the ground going to try to strike at his buddy. I just I love this play so much that I cannot I cannot not let it happen. Normally uh, attacking a prone enemy would be at advantage. He's clearly at disadvantage because he's on the ground. So I'm just going to call it an even roll as he's trying to get Sturg, who is grievously wounded, by the way. This is just such a pathetic image in my mind. Someone slipping around in oil, trying to just, attack another it's person. It's just a goblin versus Etten, oil. like oil wrestling contest, except one of the Etten's heads is like <laughs> reluctant, like, whoa, I'm going to the Welcome to Goblin Gun Wild. <laughs> two heads into what's, what's better than one gone wild? A two-headed Etten, baby. Twice as much pleasure. Ooh, guys, he rolled a 22 to hit. So what happens is, uh, what happens is he steps, he turns, steps into this grease with momentum and he slips and falls forward with the lead pipe up above his head and he falls down, <laughs> smashes his face in the ground and <laughs> smashes Sturg in the face. He is going to deal 2d8 worth of damage. A little peek behind really quick. He falls down, he smashes Sturg in the face with the pipe. His face collapses in on itself. His face is completely smashed onto the ground. Brains fly out. Blood on the street. The homeless man stands up. Blood! 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 Meanwhile, the other people that you see who are curiously poking their heads around, fists go up in the air. Blood! Everybody starts to shout. There's probably 10, 12 people watching at this point. Goblin brains on the ground. Galtier, it is your turn. What do you do? Holy shit. Um, <laughs> that was so cool. No pressure, bud. I'm so, so fucking so go. We have, we have the two dire wolves and the et, right? Correct. And there's, yes. there, there was only the, whatever the one goblin just stirred. R.I.P. Yep, just stirred. He was, uh, by all accounts, the brains of the operation. Uh, okay, so looking, looking oh. around. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, too soon. Notice the past tense. <laughs> um, just so you're aware, they're all kind of in like a 10 or 15 foot circle at this point. Like they're all right next to each other in this grease now. With, with this going so south so immediately, like, like <laughs> they've basically all fallen down and murdered their leader in the space of like three seconds. <laughs> Uh, can I, is, like an insight check or something to see like, is this something that we can now be like, hey, are you sure you want to fucking do this and, and maybe get them intimidated and on their way again? Or do they seem like they have resolve um, beyond stir? Yeah, roll an insight. That's a that's a good question. Do I wanna, I'm going to do it. I'm going to burn a maneuver to do, uh, or sorry, a superiority die to use my tactical assessment, which lets me add my uh, superiority die to an I, insight. I can attack really effectively, or I can just do insight checks. Hey, 
Math character sheet is actually an Excel spreadsheet <laughs> with complex I equations. I took like uh, almost exclusively non-combat maneuvers, and I'm going to use them. <laughs> what a weird take Ooh, for a God, fighter, man. I rolled so weird. Okay, that's a 16. A 16. Um, so he fell away from you. You can't really get a read on body language or intent at this point, just immediately after Sturg has been brutally murdered. Just brained on the ground. Judging based solely on your knowledge of Ettens at this point, they're kind of bloodthirsty creatures, generally speaking. Okay. They're kind of monstrous creatures. So um, you, you think he's probably, now that he's got the taste for blood, he's ready to keep going. Got it. Attack him while he's down. Yeah, there's still a wolf right next to us. Or am I not close to that one? The one wolf moved out of the grease towards Liza, didn't he? So there's not. So one wolf is yes. not in the grease. One wolf is in the grease right next to the Etten. The other one would be um, actually probably right next to you. Okay. Can I can I close to the Etten without getting in the grease? Like, is there an area yes. I can run and poke him with my sword? Yep. Okay, I yep. will do that. Just like Liza, if you're going to move away from this wolf, you're going to provoke an opportunity attack. By the way, I didn't get an opportunity attack on the previous uh, when I moved. That's because Galtier helped you out. I actually meant to ask for oh, clarification okay. on that. I know that you can do it, but I forgot what the oh, ability is uh, called. You, you should like do a roll because my thing is about preventing damage, so it would all depend on like how the rolls went. Oh, okay. If, if you're meaning, if you meant to use that reaction, yeah, we should do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of was a bit self-involved so he would have rolled a a 12 on your um opportunity attack as you get yeah i I didn't think that would work anyways um so yeah gold here if you want to move out that will provoke an opportunity attack okay let's do that go for it good with that okay let's do it nat one that's gonna be a 20 uh tell me i got you with a 20 nat Nat 20 no dirty 20 okay Gaultier is impossible to hit. Tell uh, me no, I got it, him. No, that'll that'll hit. I was checking to see if I yes. had a thing I can do, but that will not work for me. So you got me. There's, there's always a thing you can do, isn't there? Not too bad. It's only going to be for six points of damage to Gaultier. Okay. Uh, all right. So then I'm going to... Uh, I want to I wanna close <laughs> with the Etten without uh, getting into the greens. Uh, ooh, that's pretty good. Uh, that's a 23. Did you roll with advantage? No, I did not. It's still a 23. Oh, wow. That's nice. Um, yeah, that hits. Uh, so that is going to do nine points of piercing damage. Nine points of piercing to Etten. And then I'm going to fucking action surge and do it again. <laughs> so still at advantage. Ooh, not as good this time, but still okay. Uh, 18. 18 is also a hit. All right. And that is... Eight points of piercing damage. Eight points of piercing. I will add it to the list. Nice. Nice, and nice, that's nice, nice, nice. it for me. Oh, you got it. Um, it's it's Sturg's turn. He dies. <laughs> um, <laughs> God, did he have to wait that whole set of seconds with his brain outside his fucking body, and now he finally dies? His body is just twitching on the ground. He took, he literally took the first thing swung, missed, retreated, and got brain. <laughs> brain bad, too. Not even a little bit. That's the full weight of an et coming down on him. No, he slipped on his fucking ass <laughs> and then got brain. <laughs> what an embarrassing way to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, at this point around you guys, even coming from behind, you hear the chants of blood, 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 
blood. It's almost like these people that live on these streets live for this sort of thing. Babitha, it's your turn again. You and Blep. Prone Etten, one wolf prone, and one wolf. And one wolf behind. since you're Do you still? Two wolves, one Etten, one prone wolf, one prone Etten. That's all the recap you get. What do you remember? Make a move. <laughs> cool. Uh, uh, I am fight, going fight, to blood, blood, fight, blood, fight, fight, fight. Blood, so, blood. um. <sighs> Babitha wants to take a step so that she uh, has the Etten and the wolf. If she, I mean, if there's a way for her to get all three of them in a line, um, then she'll take that position. If not, uh, then she'll focus on the uh, the Etten. Um, but she's going to try to m- make it so she also hits the wolf, just, you know, for, for good measure. Um, <clears throat> Babitha takes three steps over to the right and st- outstretches her arms and throws her head back and a stream of acid shoots forward uh, (laughs) in a line that's 30 feet long and five feet wide. And each creature in that line must succeed a dexterity saving throw or be covered in acid for the spell's duration, which uh, is, uh, it's concentration. And so I just, I'm gonna, I just can sustain this, (laughs) this ray of acid, this caustic brew uh, from our our incredible Lady Tasha. Mikey, I just want to give you just a quick shout out for someone who is like a potion master character, just really sticking to fluid-based magics thus far. Yes. <laughs> what is the yes. DC of this save? And it's constitution? 13. It's 13 and it is dexterity to try to get away from the line. The Etten and the Wolf. And they are prone. The Etten- or the prone one. Oh, you are right. Okay. Okay, so that changes things dramatically. The Etten and the Wolf both fail their save, as does the homeless man leaning on the side of the building <laughs> chanting, who you cover in acid. He immediately starts screaming, and the crowd that's gathering around you guys goes nuts. <gasps> Losing their minds, they absolutely love it. They love it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this yeah. is Dylon oh, yeah. meme. Uh, this is meme this territory. is like okay. they live for this. If there's a fight on the street and and like that's cool, and if there's some blood, that is even cooler. And this is this is like peak street fight for them. Yeah. Uh, so they will be able. They can use an action to scrape or wash the acid off of themselves. Um, but until they or off of another creature, if they so wanted to um but in the meantime they're all going to take 2d4 acid damage uh at the start of each of their turns and while they are coated in goo uh our buddy blep who is just feeling on top of the world and focused after liza gave him the directive that truthfully he didn't need uh and he emits a an Eldritch Blast. Classic. At the Etten. And that's with advantage. Let's roll my LGC die here. That's an eight. Ooh. Ooh. And that is a 13 plus three. Does a 16 Your hit. Your face said natural 20, and I was gonna, mm, 
That does hit the Etten on the ground. Eldritch Blast covered in grease. That's going to be 1d10 plus 1d6. Thank you to my uh, lovely, lovely counterpart, Liza. They really (laughs) uh, came in clutch there. And Blub's going to do... That is six points of acid damage. Or, or sorry, uh, six points of force damage. And I just wanted to clarify, that acid damage only takes effect on their turn, not when you hit them? The stuff from Babitha? I guess it says... While you're looking that up, the wolf is going to... One wolf is right next to Galtier still, is that right? Uh, I ran past the one that was like nearer us before to get... Oh yeah, you opportunity attacked. But I imagine we're all... I mean, the whole thing is like we're all 15 feet apart, right? The wolf behind you is going to move up, attack Galtier yet again. This is the one that did get you previously. Rolled a natural three. He is going to miss. And the wolf who is prone is going to stand up in the grease and okay now i'm gonna do the damage on his turn oh yeah they're covered yep, in yep, green yep. or they're yep. yeah do it. so just do it um so i'm sorry you said that it was the end the end one first the or the no the wolf went first okay so now the wolf oh well he's lucky it's only two points of oh, damage that's not i oh. eat two points of damage for excuse breakfast me. excuse me that's incorrect it's four points of damage it's two d4 I don't eat four points of damage for breakfast. He's up. He's not going to take the time to wipe that stuff off. And he's going to take a chomp chomp at Bleparoo. A double chompage. I think I got you on one of them. How about a 21 to hit Blep? That does hit. Get him. You guys. Am I, am I within five feet? Am yes. I... Okay. I will use interception once you Five points of damage. Okay, cool. So I can mitigate... Uh, fucking, what does it say? A d10 plus my proficiency, so my proficiency is two, so... Oh, shit, I only take away three. Okay, that's fine. So I take two points of damage and blep cackles and cast Hellish Rebuke. Jesus. <laughs> no, so blep lets out a cackle as he takes those two points of damage. I mean, he, he clearly feels them, and he's... Uh, stretches out a finger and the creature that damaged him uh, is surrounded by hellish flames. So this wolf just suddenly erupts in these. They're, they're not really, they're, they're almost green flames. They look noxious and they take nine, seven, they take six, 16 Holy points of fire smokes. damage. They can make a dexterity saving throw. They pass. Then they take 8 points of damage. I do think it's kind of bullshit that the spell Grease does not have a fire spell aspect that can be partnered with it. Oh, like I, feel I can like... light the Grease on fire? I mean, yeah. who says it doesn't? Nick? It's jelly. Nick? It's strawberry jelly. Oh. It's like jelly. <laughs> it's like jelly. I like make jelly. jelly like I make my jelly. It's very flammable. <laughs> um, yeah, you you don't put ethanol in your jelly? Yeah, wolf up, wolf bite, wolf fail. Liza, would you like to take yet another turn and turn the tides of this combat again? That was so clutch. Blood! 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 
Liza would happily uh, fuck people um, <laughs> in all the ways. Um, <laughs> yeah, but what are you going to do in combat? Uh, I mean, have fun. Uh, it's it's all two sides of the same coin. All types of fun. No one's really been hurt, right? Flep uh, has taken two points of and I, yet, and I took, yet and, and I took a little, a but I'm, I'm doing okay. How far away is the Etten from the Greeks? Um, he is yeah. in the Greece currently. Oh, wonderful. And I'm going to catch. He hasn't had a turn yet. And he's covered in acid. Yeah. How close is the wolf to the Etten? One wolf is in the Greece in in melee range, five foot. And then the other one is on the other side of Galtier. So he would be uh, 10, 10 feet out. Okay. Uh, but Gaultier is kind of in yeah, the middle yes. of all of them. Okay. I just, I watched the Etten after saying betray, walk over, brain stirred, <laughs> and then I just sat there and watched the carnage play out. And I'm going to cast Thunder Wave on a point that encapsulates uh, the wolf and the Etten. Okay. Yep, you can and, do that. And uh, they have to, they have okay. to do a constitution saving throw DC 13. So I'm going to just run up to the Etten and the Wolf and just really lightly play the drum, just like a really basic. It's going to go and I'm going to try and whip everybody up into like clapping, like the slow clap, <laughs> like, and then get, and then as soon as it gets to like, everyone be like, I'm just gonna hit the <laughs> hit the drum really hard as if they're the ones creating. Oh, the that's board. so good. Do 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 That's awesome. So they both failed their saves. Um, you're gonna blast okay. them ten feet away and deal damage? Yes. So they, they get knocked backwards into this acid covered homeless man um, on the other side of this like pile of trash in this barrel knocks a bunch of uh, debris and detritus falls off the side of the building how much damage do you deal five kind of kind of anticlimactic but but it looks cool as hell yeah um another purpose for this is that this is a sound that can be heard for 300 feet so i want to draw more people here jesus okay you're a monster. I'm a bard, baby. I want the crowd. I want the audience. I want the... I feed. I feed off the energy. Okay. Um, it is the Etten's turn, who is 10 feet away. Finally, he's going to stand up. Any of you guys speak Orcish? I speak Orcish. This Etten stands up, and he's covered in grease, covered in acid, and he's actually going to use his action to wipe this acid off as he's... <laughs> And you understand that to mean that wasn't very nice. And he's gonna. He actually takes. He, but he'll still take the <laughs> okay. damage at the start of his turn. That's though. fine. So as he's as he's scraping off the acid, he's feeling it. It's a three plus two. That's five points of acid da- acid damage as he tries to scrape this all off of his body. Mind you, he's still prone, so he's ma- he's like a turtle on its back. Yeah, there's just like greasy acid all over the town now. Like, oh, it's Lord. gross. 
So Ettenpoi uh, stands up and he's wiping this acid off and it, you can see it eating into his skin and he's stepping backwards, tripping over trash. And you can see as he's stepping backwards, the one two-headed dire wolf that is not mounted is actually kind of following his lead and is stepping away from Galtier, from behind Galtier. You guys understand that this guy is, is trying to retreat at this point, hesitantly looking at you guys stepping backwards. He uses his action to wipe off the acid and his full movement to try to get backwards, and he gets right to about where a few spectators are standing. Can Liza do like an inside check to see if he was like hired? Like if, if this guy seems like a hired mercenary or if he seems like truly a friend of Sturd's? Yeah. Good call. Yeah, you could roll it. 16. It's tough to tell based on the interaction that you are having with these people. Sturg immediately mm. came out and attacked without hesitation. You haven't heard any direct conversation between the two, but you do feel like, as I've said before, Sturg was the brains of this operation. Is a clear-cut idea that you're having as you're watching the scene unfold. Okay, I guess I would just uh, yell out, This is not the way it had to be! We murdered your friend, but that doesn't mean you aren't ours. Oh, yeah. I can't understand me. Fuck. <laughs> Wait, what, what do I hear? You hear... Got it. <laughs> um, Galtier, it's your turn. What do you do? You see this and understand the situation as well. I'll turn to Lizen first. To... You have to understand, the end doesn't like you very much. He's telling you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, and then I will switch to Orcish myself and I'll say, and that's right, go on, get! Uh, and I would like to try to sort of brandish the sword and intimidate them to get them to just take off. Oh, oh, good, oh! Galtier, you understand as he's walking backwards, I'm trying to go! Can I try and do an animal handling check with one of these wolves? Um, yeah, roll your animal handling. Uh, well, go ahead, Galtier. It is your turn. We'll we'll get to that. The, the wolves are also trying. Do I need to roll to intimidate, or is it like kind of a done deal at this point? It's it's done. It's done. You you're definitely feeling he's trying to get away. Okay, I'll I'll put out sort of. I'll just put my hands out sort of to the party to kind of signal like, hey, we're we're good here, particularly at Blep. <laughs> you know, he's in the back, I'm sure, conjuring more Eldritch Blasts, right? Like, now, now, hold on. Hold on, you little slime of bastard. And then, how far am I from the uh, poor, unfortunate homeless man? Can I get to him without going through the grease? Can I, like, go yeah, around? Yeah, you'd, kind of, you, you'd have to skirt around it, but you could get it. Yeah, there's, like, this pile of trash and this barrel uh, that are directly between you and him, but if you go around where the grease is laid... And the acid at this point, uh, you, you can reach him. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I want to go over there and use my action to uh, knock the grease off of him, or the acid. I mean, before he comes up in the order and for sure dies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, good call. He, I was gonna have him go at the bottom of the round, which is immediately after your turn, and uh, it probably would have finished him off. Babitha and Blep, you're up. Next in the order, what is your guys' intention? I, I'll put it to you guys this way. If you don't fight, you're out of combat. Um, I think that Babitha uh, is not going to fight. She's going to cast Healing Word on the homeless man. And restore four points of damage. Oh, that's convenient. 
He is sort of screaming as this acid is working its way into him. Galtier wipes it off. You heal him up. He's still terrified and frightened. The crowd, you hear them, their chants start to to simmer down a little bit. They're calmed down. You can tell they're all hyped. They're getting over the fact that the fight is over. Sorry, darling. Consider it, consider it a chemical peel. You're going to be just positively glowing after this. There'll be a little inflammation, but afterwards, believe me, your skin is going to just look like, oh, like you're 10 years, 20 years younger. <laughs> if anybody asks, we're the butts, and oh. we do take tips. <laughs> Damn it, Liza. <laughs> Uncover us of true treasures and such. You guys, you guys hear that? You guys, blah, 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 blah. and then all of a sudden you hear a bunch of people start to say, butts, 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 butts. It's like a dozen people, a, a dozen people, 20 people maybe, but it's, but there's a couple, there's a couple of people chanting. Let it be known that butts shall clear this town and all of Madrigal of such scourge, if we feel so inclined. Did you see what we did to the guy at the wrong house? Did you see what we did around? Yeah, listen, so nobody cross us, okay? You hear one person shouts, They're witches! It's the coven! And then kind of murmurs kind of start, That one's a knight. You look at him, he's a knight. Do I have a witch patch on my on my clothes? Why is I mean? Did you I tell think, them? I mean, I no. I mean, I mean, the hat maybe gave it away. I mean, I mean, Blebs is a little bit ostentatious. Blip. Um, did you did you tell? Oh them well, that's that we're witches. Galtier will step forward. I have in my official inventory a signet ring. I, I presume of my noble house. I, I I will sort of like hold oh, it up and sort of present my ring and, and make sure I do it in such a way that like my crest of the kingdom is also visible. Um and try to speak try to speak like directly over <laughs> What a pretentious oh, fuck. I, I wanna speak like he, he uh, mounts up on a pile of trash to make his speech. Yeah, I, I find a, a literal soapbox. That I, hop up I am to. the king of the trash, uh, as you can clearly see. But I, I want to talk specifically <laughs> over the people calling them witches and say, Now, what you have seen here, of course, was a, another one of Crash's infamous street fights. But we are here on official business of King Blythe himself. And thank you all for your uh, patronage and your encouragement. You are all fine servants of the king. Uh... The B stands for Blythe's in butts. So that's where the B comes from. Yeah, kindly, kindly, please, please king. make way. We have very important also, business. the mayor owes us money. Yes, darlings, the mayor, the mayor owes us money. In fact, I'd say she owes us a great deal more after this. I mean, we did quite a favor here. Um... Uh, everybody just kind of watch this spot. Uh, it's going to be greasy for just like, you know, like a minute. Like, just give it like a minute. It'll go away. Um, the acid also, I've, I've just, you know what? I just, I've stopped thinking about it. So you guys are fine. It's fine. There's acid. You guys should just, just carry on with your lives. Uh, and remember that I do kettle and skincare for when I come back around <laughs> to these parts. Uh, have your coins ready. <laughs> um, what were we? 
what were we doing? And then she she says that and she kind of takes a nip off of one of her potions and she waits <laughs> oh, for a second. And you see her kind of make a, a, a confused face uh, and look at the potion and you realize that it doesn't, uh, it doesn't seem to have affected her in the way that some of her other potions have. She she kind of looks at it and makes an impressed face and makes a kind of mental note to herself, puts the cork in and puts it back down. With you peddling skincare, all I can think now is like, wait a minute, is the coven just like a medieval MLM? <laughs> it's oh, medieval yeah, level totally. marketing. Yeah. Like, and, and also, if that if that doesn't exist, should we launch it right now? Like, can't you just see like C O V N coven? My friends, my yes. my friends, you can get in at the bottom floor of this exercise equipment. <laughs> also, skincare equipment. We also have nutrition. It is big. It's going to blow up. All you need is to talk to your 73 friends. Then they talk to their 73 friends, and then you might break even. It will be incredible. But don't worry. We'll provide you with your first single cauldron call for free, and then that cauldron will explode and not to be used again, because that's a clearly insane thing to give someone. Ten gold piece, upfront cost. One-time use. So uh, Liza's going to run around the corner and shape change into a random person that we walked by in Kresha and oh, they're going to yeah, run around yes. the corner and just go, wow, how incredible does this deal sound? <laughs> I'm going to buy in. What are your guys going to do? And then like... it's, it's weird how when Liza describes how hard life was before in this disguise, that it's all in black and white. And then when they have our new product, it's suddenly in color. <laughs> And I can so, actually do that. <laughs> just just yeah. you in black. And white. <laughs> just so, you. Everything else is in color, and I'm in grayscale. Oh no! Do you not have enough potions? Oh no! Do you hate when your soup is too hot? <laughs> <laughs> oh darn! I dumped it all over myself. Oh oh oh! <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so Galtier, you. As you're talking about the king, uh, working for the king, you guys mentioned butts. At the name of Blythe, these people sort of simmer down even more, and you hear the murmurings, oh, Blythe, they're working for the king. And as you guys start walking down the street uh, by happenstance in the direction that the Etten went, they, like, move out of your way and towards the walls or towards the buildings on each side and give you more than adequate space to travel. But you you notice that everybody is just staring at you. Oh, oh my God. You said he's working for the king. I, you said he's working for I the think, king. Um, I think, like, what, what is the king doing here? Gaultier, you guys have seen him. He carries himself, uh, you know, like a noble and like a guy who's had some military service or whatever. But for the first time, he snaps into like a truly formal gate. Like, this is like the PR version of a knight who suddenly he's like at the front of our little walking formation. He's got the like, you know, parade float wave going on. Uh, his steps are like so crisp. They look like maybe they hurt his hips a little bit. Like uh, there's this very performative knighthood happening. Liza is going to uh, really subtly just cast minor illusion on, uh, on Gaultier to make him like shimmer a little bit. Ooh. What do you guys want to do? You want to head towards courthouse? Do you want to swing by a romp house? Um, you're going to pass 
pass in the general direction of the romp house to get to the courthouse is kind of the way that the that the road curves around the city i i just want to check and see um of the i don't know dozen or two dozen people how many uh people does liza persuade to join our medieval market medieval level marketing <laughs> oh wow you actually you actually get 16 people wow so that's it's 160 insane people are like pieces. oh people are like oh wow I, we can make money oh, oh wow that sounds really easy i have 73 friends <laughs> <laughs> it's just one guy like oh, i've never counted a 73 before how many friends is that <laughs> what would you like to do your your intention was to get back to Mayor Sherrington and kind of close out the deal there. I think we still want to head there relatively quick because, like, we're we're kind of on the clock with the Crescia Dome stuff, right? So, sure, let's go. Yeah. Also, we just created a massive, uh, not massive, but we definitely created a clusterfuck in <laughs> the middle of their city. So we should probably go and explain that. Yeah. Good call. Maybe, maybe get ahead ahead of that one. Yeah. So you guys want to head straight to courthouse? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's you guys walking. Real true facts. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to check and see, is it, did I receive any money from these 16 folks who I can, uh, who I. Uh... Absolutely not. I think though, hold on. Can we say that? Nobody, we... nobody has any money. These are homeless people in Crescia. We gave them flyers or something to be like on the lookout for our next <laughs> pop-up. Next time we're sure. coming through Crescia, we'll make sure that uh, Babs has like tons of potions or something. Can it be canon that we all have wonderful asses? I mean, I wrote that on my character. I'll sheet. allow it. Oh, okay. So, you guys, your way over to the courthouse where the mayor resides. Early morning, the familiar layout of the city reminds you again of Madrigal, but. The terrible, terrible, dilapidated buildings do not remind you of Madrigal. Hmm. The path leading to the courthouse, just like the day before, is kept in pretty good condition. It's It leads to a decent-sized semicircular court. It's about 90 feet in diameter or so, and it's lined with a smooth stone that maybe it once was white, but now it's all grimy. There's a statue of a woman in a wide-brimmed hat that's in one of these fountains that looks similar to uh, the statues that lead into Madrigal Castle. You guys make your way into this flaking red rusted building in front of you. This top half is broken off and leaning onto the building next to it. You make your way in. You meet with the receptionist. Names, please. State your business. You may have heard of us. Um, Liza. Where are the butts? Ow! Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor owes us money. She recognizes you, and uh, the mayor is a busy, busy woman. After a little while, you guys are granted an audience with Mayor Sherrington yet again. Mayor Sherrington, darling, it is such a pleasure. You're looking fab today. Listen, took care of that little problem with the romp house. Probably heard it was a whole thing. Also, bonus points, uh, got rid of a nasty little goblin. Yeah, that's nice. Hey, why don't you come in and take a seat? Yeah, I'm literally just announcing and walking it, just like going on, you know, I'm looking for a seat that I can actually get into because, you know, 
no Tabitha's problems. got that real West Wing walk and talk energy. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You guys enter Mayor Sherrington's desk talking already. It's, it's this, it's the nicest room that you've seen in Kresha by far. It's got the big, nice desk. It's got a beautiful rug with chairs on it in front and a little coffee table off to the side where there is coffee currently. Smells nice inside. Mm. And you guys walk in talking. Well, yeah, so you took care of the business, huh? Hey, do you want a drink? Did you want a drink? All right, well, take a seat. Let's have a little bit of a conversation, huh? Tabitha and Blep are serving uh, themselves some coffee. Do you have any absinthe? Absinthe or maybe some... I didn't think that you would say yes again. Damn. Now, of course, Mayor, it is uh, a normal formality to accept a beverage offered by your host. Surely you understand the rules of gratitude and pleasantry here in Gresham. Gratitude and pleasantry is not really a thing around these parts. Don't know if you noticed... Or the people on your fine street seem to disagree. They may have uh, hastened themselves to cheer for a fight and a chance for a bit of blood, but they also seem to recognize <laughs> both talent and skill. They couldn't care less about talent and skill. What they like is the blood. Doesn't matter where it's coming from, where it's going, as long as they can see it. Why, you tell that to poor Skirk. Excuse me? There was a, a bit of a kerfuffle down there. I, I think it was Sturg. Look, he only said his name but once. Well, now what's wrong? What's happened to Sturg? A uh, companion of his, uh, one of the hill folk, Etna, I believe, uh, got a little carried away and smashed <laughs> his little goblin skull. Oh, fully, fully, but uh, fully betrayed him. Uh, crazy. Never seen anything like The ugly like guy it. got him. <laughs> I wouldn't have trusted that ugly thing. Not for a second. Not for a minute. Not for a day. Nope, nope, nope. Not me. I know better. Don't, don't, don't trust him. So, uh, anyway, how'd you do so it? Mayor, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? Um, and I listened. It was actually kind of a wham, bam, thank you, bam. We had a blow and go uh, and uh, some grease and some acid. I mean, it was pretty standard procedure. Listen, we're kind of uh, in a time crunch. We need to find that, uh, you know, the, the, the rock falling from the stars, that flaming uh, shard. You said that you had information on it, and also I believe that there was like a hundred gold reward for taking out the uh, Rob House. Now, wait a minute. Hold on about a hundred gold reward. My compatriot, of course, refers to Billiam, the man who you hired us to Billiam. Billiam! Yes, yes, yes. Just out of curiosity, when did I tell you I was going to give you a hundred gold pieces for Billiam? He's, uh, we were told there was a, he's a pawn shop public owner. bounty. Yeah, there's a public bounty. We've fulfilled the bounty. Pardon uh, me. So. She sips on her flask. True as that might be, our arrangement was you get Billiam, I tell you about the rock. There was never any conversation back and forth, mark my words, about any gold pieces coming from me to you. I just. Then I, tell I, us where the fucking rock is, then. Oh, Babatha, Babatha, you don't need to be so uh, aggressive. Sorry, it's, it's, sorry. There's it's, something about the this last potion. It's just a little bit different. I'm not really I mean, it. It. I mean, you look incredible. I mean, Gal- Galtier will unconsciously sort of step to the side and just start fanning Babatha. <laughs> and <laughs> a, as Galtier is like stepping aside and doing his like wingman duties, I don't know. Liza's uh, <laughs> just gonna be like. I, I'm sorry. I, I I don't know if you recognize me. I was in here with them previously, and I I, <laughs> I know 
for a certainty that you said 100 gold pieces. Nah, and I'm not I... an idiot. Oh, I know you're not an idiot. Even the smartest people in the world may not have, uh, may not remember everything they say. It's it's not your fault. It's part of growing up. I, I have an uncle who uh, who went through this a, a, a little bit older than you when it started happening, <laughs> but it, it is a part of, of our of our culture, and, and you know, it, it can happen, especially with the increase in, in ale drinking amongst mothers and, uh, and, and the... Uh, I'm going to have to stop you there. So here's the thing. I never said anything about any gold, and I don't really appreciate you trying to renegotiate the contracts, the verbal contracts that we had in place since our first meeting. Now, you're working for the king. That means that you're beholden to your word, just like I'm beholden to my word. Is that right? Yes, and I intend to hold you to your word of giving us 100 gold pieces. Uh, so I, I think we did hear about the bounty from Skurg. Whatever the fuck that goblin's name was. Um, Sturg is the goblin. Do we, is it normal for the government to pay out a bounty or would this maybe be like a underground thing? Like, is there like, should we be expecting the mayor to be the bounty payer? Is that how it normally works? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think that that's, that's a logical conclusion to make, but only because you're in Kresha, right? Got it. Because you know, you know that, you know that Billiam kind of was targeted. So it makes sense to come straight to the person who was targeting him to your knowledge. So it's it's a logical conclusion to make given the situation you're in definitely. Okay. The mayor sits down in her chair for a second, strokes on her little beard like she does, so nonchalant, and she says, "Now again about this social contract. When we agree to something, you do something, I do something, and we have an agreement. We trust each other that if you do something, I'm going to do something. That's just how this works. It's a it's a very basic arrangement. Now, first of all, I'm not going to give you your gold because you that was acknowledge that it's our gold. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's my gold until now, you now get did it. Did you not just say that you are beholden to your word? And did you not just say you would not give us our gold? Absolutely not. That silver tongue's not going to work around here, big fella. She slides a drawer open, and from within this drawer, she produces a football-shaped head that's covered in fake blood and gum Arabic painted and colored to look like a fake head and she slaps it down on her desk. Now like I said you do something, I do something it's quite, I give it to you, it's quite impressive, uh, except for the fact that Billiam didn't exactly have this football shaped head from what nah. I understand so uh, that is my first now, clue that on. this isn't Billiam. My second clue is this is not a head. So clearly did that fucking goblin take up our head? He said he was going to take <laughs> that motherfucker. Did he already come in here and collect the reward? That's what's going on here, isn't it? He went up there, took our head, put this shitty thing up there, and then told you that he had done the hard work? He has wonderful craftsmanship. I just <laughs> have to say, wonderful craftsmanship. It's fine, it's fine I guess. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he, you know. She, she leans forward on an elbow leans out over her desk with the flask in hand. You've seen her drinking out of it. She indicates towards your coffee cups. You guys want some whiskey? So what you're telling me is Sturg did this one. You guys trying to drink some whiskey? No. She takes another swig. Suit yourself, I guess. I want to put up a hand towards Babitha and sort of like give her like a knowing nod and turn back to the mayor and say, now we understand it that 
the goblin hunter here was uh, incompetent and you you have found us out. This is in fact a, a fake head of our manufacture. I, I will take that whiskey by the way. But you see, you may have heard uh, exploits uh, as early as this very morning that one of our uh, esteemed combatants here, and I'll gesture at Babith again, has a, a, a rather mighty ability with uh, potions and acids and uh, fluids of all kind, really. And unfortunately for us, well, we knew that part of what you wanted was to send a message to the romp house and all the other ne'er-do-wells that you are, in fact, the right, true, and might I say beautiful mayor of this here town, Crusher. And so, of course, we could not just incinerate the body down to dust. Well, now we did do that, but we wanted to leave behind a symbol of your power and majesty, fine mayor. I didn't realize, you know, he was—he's a small man, you know. And when I initially cast it, I was just—I was aiming for the legs, you know. But the thing about it is, it—it's a full five foot, and he's clearly—I mean, he's just—it was. Unfortunately, my sculpture just is not our particular medium, as you can uh, see there. Uh, and Nick, I would love to roll a deception check if possible. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Go ahead. What is your intention? I'm Just lay it out for me really quick. I'm not entirely clear. We did, in fact, make a fake head, but it's because we murdered Billiam so fucking hard that there wasn't anything left of him. <laughs> we hung up a fake head uh, as a symbol of the mayor's power and really we're doing her a favor. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Deception. <laughs> I was going to uh, pat you on the, on the shoulder and just be like, it was really hard. It was really, really hard to see a man burn alive. And I know I was affected, and I know this man was affected, and I know this fucked up little monster was also affected. You can see it in his eyes. <laughs> Blep's fucking and... insane amphibian eyes. Blep does that, like, you know, stereotypical, <laughs> like, lizard, like, cartoon thing where he just, like, his, like, tongue shoots up to his eye and then back into his mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and uh, and Liza's just gonna start crying a little bit, <laughs> and I'm gonna give you a help action. So you, hopefully, you okay. Sweet. Okay. So deception with advantage. Oh, thank God for the advantage. That is a total of nineteen. The mayor leans back, takes another sip of this whiskey. <sighs> she slaps her hands down on her desk. <sighs> well, since we've all got this understanding that it's all about truth and respect among each other because that's what it is it's a it's a word that bonds us that makes us one that makes us complete and helpful to each other i feel morally and obligatory compelled to say okay so you got old billy he will no longer be a thorn in your side Good job kids Listen, and he was, listen, a horny little bugger. I mean, just... Oh, I believe it. Oh, I absolutely believe it. I understand that was kind of his whole milieu, given the romp house activities, but it was just, he was so forward, and I just... Horny by our standards is truly depraved. Can I, well, now, okay, now I'm all, like, yeah, okay, th- hey, this was a great, this was a great faux head, I get it. I see what you were going for, it's so nice. But I have a question about it, because this, this thing over here, it's like, is that an eyeball or something? I just have one question. Uh, can I real quick cast Minor Illusion and have a little bit of blood come out of it? <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> sure, a just little bit of blood her. comes out just of this head. Just a little bit of blood. 
she she says, I just got one question for you. And she leans up over her desk, leans on her on her head and rubs her eye. Slowly from under the desk, she pulls out a short sword and clinks it down on the table. You guys think that I'm an absolute moron? And her other hand goes down quickly and you hear a kunk and the floor beneath Liza and Galtier falls open. Liza and Galtier, you guys fall 15 feet and then splash into a pool of water in the darkness. We'll see you guys next time. That's what I was waiting for. I, I was looking at you. You fell I was right at into my trap. Face and I was like, he's going to do this shit and he's going to end the fucking recording. Like an asshole. God damn it. Oh, man. I'm dumb and not funny.